Welcome to Food Fight, the food podcast where we debate food topics despite having no real culinary knowledge, yet we still defend our uneducated opinions to the death. I am your host, Kirk Pinchon. And I am your other host, Lindsay Gentile. And each week we take one single food theme and dissect it, discuss it, and debate it within an inch of its life. We offer no answers nor solutions to these food dilemmas, only more chaos. Lindsay, you did a road trip. Oh my God. I don't know how how much you want to get into it. <laughs> well, now I need to hear almost everything just based on that alone. Let's okay. dig in. Wait, you don't have, do you want to say where you went or no? I went to Joshua Tree. Um, oh, okay. Which I love Joshua yeah. Tree. I've been many times. Lots of fun. I went with my quarantine crew. We splurged a little and spent a lot of money on an Airbnb that looked like this insane decorated like but weird like weird kind of every room had like voodoo dolls and it was just like a really wow. crazy spot in the middle of the desert it was on 14 acres wow. so look at you there, yeah there was like tons of hiking outside and little places to sit and watch the stars and it was glorious but on day two of a four-day vacation Something happened where we had no running water. Oh, no, shit. That's a nightmare. The way the desert is, is like the water people, there's no water people to come out because it's like water tanks. Yeah. There's no water people on the weekends. And so on Saturday morning when we were like, huh, I just tried to flush the toilet and there's no water. Um, no one could help us. So we literally were camping. We were, oh. we went, we went glamping for the yeah. next two days. Um, but you know, what turned it, what went from like a pool and a jacuzzi and this beautiful experience for one night, the rest of our trip was lugging, um, giant water bottles of pool water up to the toilets, <laughs> up a hill so we could pee and poop and, um, bathing in the, in the pool. So it was oh, really great. Wow. Yeah. Would the, would the Airbnb people say, they're just like, Meh, sorry. They were like, I mean, it was really out of their control. They should have said leave. Um, but yeah. they were like, we're going to try to fix it still. So up until like Sunday morning, we still had some sort of hope. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until like Sunday at 10 a.m. that they were like, yeah, no one's coming out. We were like, cool. Well, we're, we're leaving tomorrow. So now we may as well stay and sit mm -hmm. in our own filth. So, you know, <laughs> um, it was a almost, it was like a $5,000 camping vacation. Wow. Yeah. It was a total waste of money and I want to murder Airbnb and I've been in a screaming feud with them for two days. Um, so we'll just see how that goes. Oh, I can't wait to see how this plays out for this pod too. Yeah. Um, what did the, what about the food? Well, we had, we bought like $2,000 yeah. worth of food and drinks. Dig to into cook. It. What'd you, what did you get? We got stuff to make burgers. We got stuff uh, to make pizza from a local place here. We got pasta salads. We got uh, Bloody Mary stuff. We had wine spritzers. We had, I'm trying to think what other food we like cooked out one day. We did pizzas one night. At the third night, we just did like frozen stuff because we were so disgusted because we couldn't wash our hands and like oh, God. it was we were just like feeling so gross during a pandemic. Like we were yeah. just like we just so the last like we went to this place, Pappy and Harriet's, which is a really famous spot in Joshua Tree, and we had 
dinner there one night. Like they have mm-hmm. like an outdoor barbecue pit kind of thing. Um, but yeah, by the end of it, we came home with so much food. Like I'll be going to my friend's house all week to eat our food because when you are cooking hamburger meat and you can't wash your hands, like yeah. no one wants to eat your hamburger meat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was just by the end of it, it was disgusting. Plus our showering, um, dipping in the pool scenario was thwarted when because there was no infiltration system anymore because the water went out. We woke up in the last morning we were there and there's a dead bat and a dead rat in the pool. Oh, shit. So we were like, well, I guess we're not going swimming. So it was disgusting. Yeah. That is my nightmare. It was an, I'm so glad there weren't kids and I'm so glad we were with the people we were with. We laughed. We peed our pants. Like, we were laughing so hard and we really took it like champs, but... It was very expensive to stay where we picked. Yeah. So I am going to like fight to the death. As well you should. As yeah. Well you should. I mean, it's like we're not being unreasonable. Dead rats, dead bats. There was a bee issue and no running water. Like, I think yeah. we have a I think we have a case here. I I, I side with you, not with Airbnb. Thank uh, you. It's so funny because that's not how I thought your weekend was gonna was gonna play out. That's uh Yeah. Uh, Particularly the food. No, I'm sure you're not. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you for my weekend. Um, as we're recording this, it was uh, Father's Day this past weekend. Which means you got to grill. Did you grill? No, I did not grill. Uh, I did. This is a good point. I did not grill because we went and took a, a, a day trip to Santa Barbara. Ooh. Uh, which was lovely and uh, walked around a lot and then ate outside. I had some uh, uh, raw, uh, raw oysters and then I had some Korean salmon tacos, which mm. were wonderful. That sounds but great. It was great. It was Korean salmon tacos are like amazing. Um, but and then we came home and then we ordered out some Thai food, which is my favorite food. So that was nice. Here's what I want to talk about because you're my food therapist. Mm-hmm. Um for Father's Day, my wife made me uh, sea salt chocolate chip cookies, mm. which were great. That sounds great. But she only made them because a few days before it was her friend's birthday, and she made those cookies for her, and then was like, "Oh yeah, it's Father's Day. Do you? I guess do you like want me to bake those too?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. That should be your first thought. Am I right or am I wrong? No, you're. She's fine. If she made your if she, <laughs> oh, she's fine. She's fine. You need to get over it. If she made her friend cookies, <laughs> and then they were like, "Oh, I made a lot." There's kind of some extra here. Happy Father's Day with the same batch. Not cool mm-hmm. because she made you a new batch of a cookie that you would love. It doesn't really matter that she made it for her friend. It's still a cookie that you loved that were delicious and she still mm-hmm. made them from scratch. But shouldn't the first thought been, oh, it's Father's Day. I should make them for for Kirk. And then the second thought is, oh, oh, yeah, it's my friend's birthday. I'll make them special for her, too. Who's bir- who? What came first, birthday or Father's Day? Birthday, but who's more important? No. <laughs> you're reaching here. You're bored. God damn it. Yeah, well, you're reaching here. Side with me once in your goddamn life. 
We've cited on some things, but this is not one of them. But the big things, I guess I'm constantly wrong. All right. So let's get into the main topic, which is appropriate because what you were saying makes me want to drink. Today's topic is actually booze. We're going to be talking booze. Full disclosure, people, it's 1030 on a Wednesday morning, so we're not drinking well, you're not drinking. You don't know what's in. You don't know what's in this mug. It's straight up vodka. Mm. Um, full disclosure, too. As we get into this, um, I don't drink anymore, and uh, I haven't really. I, I used to just be like a normal social drinker. I stopped drinking about four or five years ago, simply because I get headaches now with anything that I drink. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what the deal was because it's you know you hear that wine you get headaches yeah. when you drink and but it was like anything it was like booze it was it was liquor it was beer and I had my physical a couple of years ago and I asked the doctor about it and she just looks at me and she goes well you're getting old oh that's that, so sad that was her diagnosis she's like yeah tough shit nothing you can do about it you're just you're getting old Aww. yeah so um. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I mean, I drink like half, if not a third of what I did when I was 10 years younger. You know, I think at some point you just have to like, you have to like slowly cut it out um, or you're just like bloated and have a headache all the time. I can't imagine being my age and being hungover. That seems just miserable. Yeah. I don't think I could do that anymore. And now I just like, I'll have a sip of like, like my wife will have like a glass of wine with dinner and I'll like, oh, I'll take a sip and I'll be like, oh, I have a headache. And she's yeah. like, yeah, I remember the doctor said you're old. So that's my life now. But now we're going to talk about booze without actually drinking, unless you really are drinking something in that cup. Well, one, one will never know. <laughs> one will never know. Cause you'll, I know it's not gin. Cause as you mentioned, you're allergic to gin. I am sadly allergic to gin. That is sad because gin is really good. How did you realize it or when did you realize it? A long time ago. I haven't tried to drink gin in probably eight years, maybe eight, nine years. Okay. I just had a few instances where it was like, oh, I had a gin drink and I had one and I was like, violently throwing up. And then I was like, well, that's weird. I only had like one or two drinks. Why would I have gotten so drunk? So a few times I thought it was like a drunk thing, but I was Mm -hmm. like, huh. And then like my mom and I ordered the same drink, but she ordered it with gin and I ordered it with vodka and they got switched, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know that. And I got like really sick that night and I'm like, okay, something about gin makes me really sick. Yeah. And so I just, I haven't had it really since. Wow. Have you, do you miss it? No, because I was always more of a vodka or like a whiskey drinker. So I never really was a gin person, but that's just because I never got there because it, the few times I had it made me really ill. Okay. Uh, well, we'll talk about certain gins, uh, and certain liquors and everything like that. Um, getting into it. First question, which is always the important question. Do you judge people for what they drink? Yes. <laughs> you didn't even have to think about that. I mean, I don't sit there and go like, oh, he had that. But I. In the I, back of your mind. 
No, I went, I dated this guy for like, I went on like two dates with him. Mm-hmm. And then we had this whole comedy bit because he texted me for like a year after two dates and we would act out the texts and Kelly, we had a picture of him and she would like dress up like him. Oh my God. And he said in those texts, like his favorite drink was Malibu and pineapple. <laughs> and I just like, could you imagine being on a date with someone and they ordered a Malibu and pineapple? Like you have to judge that if you're just <laughs> not like you're on vacation in Mexico and you're like sitting by a pool at a bar in Manhattan, you're going to drink pineapple juice and Malibu. Like, yes, I judge you for that. A hundred percent. I support you on that. That's a little, yeah. First, second date. Don't order that. I mean, no one's saying you have to order, you know, uh, a scotch, but just order something that's yeah, the exact weird. opposite of that. Yeah, I support so you. So it that. would have to be like an extreme. I don't, I wouldn't judge someone unless they order something like that I thought was disgusting or something really sweet and like almost like a Shirley Temple with booze in it, you know? I agree. I agree. I used to have uh, a girlfriend in college who um, drank... I don't know if you know this. It's it's called Purple Passion. Mm-mm. And it's know. essentially like high proof like booze with like grape flavor. Oh, so it, it was like yeah, it was way bad. It was a it was a it was a grape tasting drink but with a higher alcohol content. But like how old was she then? Uh 21. Okay, so like if she's still doing that now at 40. Yeah. If she's doing that at 30, like I'm concerned. You yeah. know what I mean? But 21, so 21, it's like. It's okay. I mean, trust me, I dated her for a year. So I was like, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, that was, uh, I agree. Some things, uh, some things need to be judged. And I think your drink choice can be one of them. So let's do that now with some of the uh popular state liquors that we usually do. Um, Ohio, come on, Ohio. The most popular liquor is a fireball. Oh my God. That's not surprising to me at all. (laughs) My mom loves, my mom loves fireball. (laughs) Yes. Like straight up, like I'll do it. Like I only associate fireball as like just a shot. Look, the fireball thing, like, I love a cinnamon taste. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it's disgusting, but like, yeah. I could, I could get behind, I could rally behind, like, a, oh, now we're doing fireballs. Like, this night is weird. You know, like, I could rally behind that. Yeah. Like, when I was little, one of the first drinks that we drank was like a Goldschlager, which was the same thing. Oh, as yeah. Goldschlager. Yeah. Wait, when you say little, let's, let's unpack that. What do you mean little? Like middle school. <laughs> Hang on a second. You were drinking Goldschlager in middle yeah, school? Yeah. Because like someone got it out of their parents, like, <laughs> and it tasted like a, like a fireball, like candy. You yeah. know what I mean? Or like hot tamales. Yeah. So like when I drink that, I'm like, this, yes, this is for children, but like, whatever. I mean, it's fine. Oh my God, Lindsay, young yeah. Lindsay drinking Goldschlager. Just I've going, calmed down a lot. Have you? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I okay. think so. I'm pretty lame. Oh, uh, not as lame as me. Um, so, Florida, uh, do you want to take a guess? It's a, it's a, it's a specific liquor, so it's not like a drink or anything. I'm going specific Rum? liquor. No. 
That's what I would think too. Jack Daniels. Ugh. Yeah, I, right? I mean, I, I get that. I yeah. get that. Yeah, because uh, the rest of Florida is very like Georgia y, where it's the South. Mm-hmm. South Florida, probably like more of a vodka situation or like a rum, but like Northern Florida is like being in the South. So okay. I could see where that would be popular. So you can see that. Okay. Interesting enough, interestingly enough, California is also Jack Daniels. Interesting. I'd be surprised by that. Jack Daniels to me is like, it's that thing you drank when you were in college and you either doing shots or someone's like, let's do a Jack and Coke. And you're like, right. sure, let's do th- three of those and then three right. more because yeah. they go down. Um, state beers, Ohio. Let me see if you can guess Ohio. I'll give you a hint. Basic beer. Like a Bud Light? Yes, that is correct. Budweiser. Budweiser is the most popular beer in Ohio. Again, this is internet, so who knows? Right. But um, to me, that that checks out. I see that. Yeah. Ohio, Budweiser. California, you could probably guess. Uh, like, a, what's the, um, not Corona, but what's the... Tecate? No. Pacifico? Uh, Pacifico. No, it was Corona. It's Corona. It oh. is Corona. Pacifico okay, so was a brain, good guess. My brain was in the right spot. So yes. Corona, I like that. Yeah. Okay. I, I love a Corona. I loved a Corona too when I drank beer. That was one of the first beers for me uh, where I was like, that's that's the classy beer. That's a beer mm-hmm. that like if I want to impress someone, I'm going to buy a Corona because it's a little more expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you throw a lime in it and you're like, I'm cool. I'm drinking a Corona. Um, Florida, I'm going to take a guess. I would say like a Bud Light. Or oh, a, no, it is what? Corona. Oh, that's interesting to yeah. me. I'm actually surprised by that. I'm surprised that too. I don't associate that. I associate that as, as a West Coast beer. So I found that very interesting. Let's, uh, now I tried to look up wine and it got to be way too difficult. So I just decided mm-hmm. to do most popular wine in the U.S. What do you think the most popular wine in the U.S. is? A Pinot Grigio? It's a Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, interesting. Okay. Is the, I, and I got it from a wine website, and they said it's the undisputed top-selling red wine varietal in the United States. I wonder undisputed. what the white wine one is. Oh, I would bet it's a Grigio. Right. I feel like, I feel like um, Flo- Florida. The U.S. is kind of basic. I feel like that's like a basic. <laughs> yeah. Basic white. You just described all of America. Right. In many different ways. If we were a wine, we would be a Pinot Grigio. (laughs) (laughs) Says Lindsay Gentile. Yes. Agree. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, we've been talking a lot of stuff memory-wise about stuff we used to drink and stuff we had as a kid. And so I just want to delve into that uh, a little bit because I find that fascinating, not so much getting drunk and getting wasted, but the stuff that we drank back in the day that you're just like, what, what was I doing? So I'm going to start. If you have any, I'm going to hit it over to you. But one of my biggest memories is my 19th birthday. I drank a scorpion bowl. Do you know what a scorpion bowl is? No. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. A scorpion bowl 
is a thing. Uh, I don't see, you don't see them around too much anymore because they're kind of like old school. But it was this drink that you get at really Americanized Chinese joints, Chinese food joints. Mm-hmm. And you would sit down and ask for a scorpion bowl and they would give you a giant bowl of liquor, a literal bowl. And you would do it as like a shared thing and you'd each get straws and you would each sip from the big bowl. Your face says it all. You're about to throw up. It's so gross. <laughs> hey, listen, it was 1989. Yeah. Um, so here's what's in a scorpion bowl. Two ounces of gin, one ounce of dark rum. Two ounces of 151 proof rum, two ounces of light rum, two ounces of vodka. Now there's more. Two ounces of grenadine syrup, eight ounces of fresh orange juice, 10 ounces of pineapple juice, three ounces of fresh lemon juice, four pineapple chunks, and eight maraschino cherries. That is disgusting. (laughs) It's Way sweet, and it gets you shwasted. It really fucks you up because you're drinking it so fast through the straw, and you're yeah. just pounding it. So uh, I drank that for my 19th birthday, and then uh, went candle pin bowling. Wow, because I'm that's, cool. That's crazy. I never liked that like bowl, like share the bowl. Like that whole concept of the share the bowl. I always wanted my own drink. I feel like the share the bowl, like the ice melts and it gets like warm and like watered down. Like it's never, it's always sounds like a fun idea and I never really like delivers, you know? It's, I would agree. It's a fun idea at the time. And then at some point you're just kind of like, well, I committed to this. Right. So I'm going to power through. Yeah. Yes. Well, like I said, we did the Goldschlager thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, we like had a few places in South Florida that we knew we could buy booze like underage. Mm-hmm. So we did like Mike's Hard Lemonade. And oh, yeah. Bartles and James Wine Coolers. Smirnoff Ice was like a biggie. Um Sainide Special Brew. Did you ever have that? You, you mentioned that on a past episode, and I have had that, that, that it's malt It's really liquor. gross. Yeah, it's way and, gross. And then one of my, like, earliest... So I went on a cruise with my two best friends and my family when we mm-hmm. were, like... We must have been in eighth grade. And... Oh, no. We snuck Bacardi Limon into shampoo bottles. <laughs> Lindsay... <laughs> <laughs> And, like, something happened. I think what happened was we, like, put the shampoo bottles in the dishwasher to clean them, to clean them correctly. But then the caps still had, like, some soap in them. Oh, of so course. So, like, when we drank it, it dra- it tasted like soap. But we were like, we have to do this. This is the only thing we have to drink on this cruise. So we drank, like, soapy Bacardi Limon. We used to drink, like, Bacardi Limon and Sprite. But that, like, ruined that for me. So then I went from that to... I did rum and Diet Cokes for a really long time when I was younger. Okay. Those were, like, my young drinks. Your your middle school, eighth grade drinks? To, like, to like high school. Okay. I have so much to unpack here. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> you're basically saying you did this 
in eighth grade, and that's the age of my daughter. Good luck. <laughs> oh my God. That's my first thought. Second thought, why would you do Bacardi Limon and Sprite if Bacardi Limon is already sweet? What else would you put in it? Do you just isn't Bacardi you just drink Bacardi Limon straight? No. It's like a flavored vodka. Like okay. how you would also still mix that with something. Oh, you have to mix it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well then I'm gonna change it and say, hey, eighth grade Lindsay, that's a good pairing. Right? Yeah. I mean, so all you need to get at, in the cruise is a Sprite, and then you've got your shampoo bottles ready to go. That's, oh, I don't want to say it's genius, because again, I have a daughter in eighth grade, but that's genius. I know. Don't you just let her to- listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Don't let her listen to this episode. I just I just see young Lindsay going, yeah, can I have a Sprite? And you get the Sprite, and you're like, fuck yeah, I just conned you. Yep. <laughs> oh. I met that best friend she's still my best friend now she moved to LA like two years ago Mm -hmm. that best one of the best friends that came with me I met her at a bar mitzvah so we were 13 years old we were stealing adults drinks off of their tables like they would put their booze down and then Jen and I like I saw her from across the room doing it and I was doing it too and that's how we met (laughs) Lindsay I think if I was in eighth grade with you you would intimidate me yeah, we were kind of bad. I mean, yeah. but it was it was good though. I'll just say this for your for your sanity with your daughter. By the time I got to college, I was like a, already a professional and over it, and I was watching these amateurs in like more way more dangerous situations because we were older and driving. And I think it's better to start a little young. <laughs> That's your parenting advice. That's my parenting advice. Get it out of the way before you go away to college. Oh, my God. I guess thank you. <laughs> the only other um, memory I'm going to bring up, because some of these I'm not going to bring up because my son does listen to this. But in college, I had a a, a, a friend who had lost the bottom half of his leg in a motorcycle accident. So wow. he had a prosthetic leg, part of it, just the, the lower half. And um, when I met him, if he liked you, he would take off his leg and put a beer in it and give it to you. You'd have to pound the beer out of his prosthetic leg. I like where that story went. I thought the story was going to go like, and we used to hide all of our like booze and paraphernalia in his leg. But I like that it was like a, it was like the peace pipe. That's It was the peace pipe. If he thought Mm -hmm. you were cool, he'd detach his prosthetic leg, pour beer in it and be like, pound it. And you were like honored. Yeah. That's a, that's a fond booze memory. That's fun. So I'm going to take a pause right here and say, Lindsay, I've said this many times and I'm serious about it. I want you to talk about Bloody Marys because I'm fascinated about what your deal is with Bloody Marys. I've never met a woman my age or younger so into Bloody Marys because I associated basically with my mom. Ah, really? No. Yeah, my mom, my mom growing up drank Bloody Marys. And I remember specifically because she would give me the celery because I love celery. Mm-hmm. So she would have it, she'd take it and give it to me and I would eat the celery. And that's how, that's what I associate Bloody Marys with. So, well, I probably got it from my mom, but I will say that my whole friend group is on board. 
We have one person that's not on board, but that's just because she's allergic to tomatoes. And that's the only thing wrong with her is that she can't <laughs> drink Bloody Marys. The only um, thing. But she has a medical condition that won't allow it. So we still keep her in our circle of friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like we just had, it's like very traditional to me. It's like when I'm on vacation with my parents, when I'm on vacation, the first thing I want like it started with my parents probably, mm-hmm. but the first thing that I want when I'm on a vacation is a Bloody Mary. I'm like, the vacation has started. Here we go. Or like the weekend has begun. We're having our Bloody Marys and I take them very seriously. And I, okay. I'm very sad by a bad Bloody Mary. And when I have a good one, it's like, it's like, I like to say that Bloody Marys are my favorite holiday. <laughs> Do you, now, does it, for your vacation, any vacation, I mean, you could be anywhere in the world, Bloody Mary. It doesn't have to be like a warm place or if you're going someplace that's a little cold, but it's vacation, like doesn't matter, vacation, Bloody Mary. If we were like in a wintry spot, I would probably go for a hot toddy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, it would, and, and like if we were in Europe, like I'd have to see one go by and be mm-hmm. like, oh. <gasps> that's a good Bloody Mary. I'm getting it. Like sometimes if you don't think you're in the right spot, mm-hmm. you kind of have to, you have to like suss out your waiter and be like, talk to me about your Bloody Marys. Like, is it a real Bloody Mary or is it like a gross Bloody Mary? Wow. So you try to get the, the you try to get the 411. I try to get the inside scoop before I am disappointed. Okay. I, I'm so fascinated by this. Okay. Now, is it only just for brunch or will you drink a Bloody Mary at night? Is I it only dr- in the afternoon? I like it more in the afternoon for an afternoon buzz, but I have had them at night. Okay. I All think right. when you have them at night, it's a bold choice, but it's a baller move. Is it? Yeah. Why is a Bloody Mary a baller move at night? It's because you're like, I'm still on vacation, bitches. <laughs> my god that's great all right so would you take a bloody mary over a mimosa any day all the time any day every day any day every day okay all right what about so you get pissed off if there's a bad you're unhappy with a bad uh bloody mary obviously i don't get pissed off i get really sad you'll get sad oh no sad sad. so you finish it but you finish it sadly I try to ask for more line. Like, I'll, if it's really bad, I'll be like, hey, can I have some hot sauce and some lemons and limes? And I'll try to, like, spruce it up. Okay. Try to judge mm-hmm. it. Try to judge. All right. Do you have to have a specific vodka in it? Do you Or do you not care? No, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's, it's the mix that matters. It's the mix that matters. And I'll tell you this. Okay. You're getting really serious. Yeah, I went on, I like every year when I lived in New York, I would plan a little Bloody Mary crawl Mm -hmm. with, with like a couple of my good friends and there were categories. It was like the taste, the size for the price, but then it was also like one of the categories was sparkle. Like what are the accoutrements? What's the special little flair of this Bloody Mary? Uh And we would go from like, I would specifically choose like $4 Bloody Marys and $30 Bloody Marys. And we would- yeah, there's one in um the St. Regis maybe in New York. That's like a third. It's like a very famous Bloody Mary. That's like thirty bucks, and wow. we would go and we would see like, is the thirty dollar 
one way better than the $6 one. And we would like plan them. It doesn't have to be fancy. Sometimes the best ones are the most simple Bloody mm-hmm. Marys. Um, but there's a lot of things that can go into it that can make it unique and special. So, you know. Do you, have you gotten drunk off of strictly drinking Bloody Marys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. When you drink them in the morning, too. I mean, it's like one one of them and you're drunk. Full disclosure, when I drank, I hated day drinking. I hate it. I can't stand day drinking. I yeah. find it just, it, I just get tired. I just, I don't have the, I don't have the the wherewithal for it, I guess. I just, it, I feel like it just ruins my day. I think like for this trip, we were very strategic and we were like, all right, we're getting rosé and white wine for the pool. But instead of just drinking it straight, we like made spritzers and put in soda water with them so we could so we could drink all day, but we weren't like sloppy. Yeah, that, you know? that's smart. You, you've got a strategy and I applaud you for it. Yeah, because I don't like that feel. I don't like getting I don't like getting wasted in general. Yeah. But also during the day, it's like, then what do you do at night? You know? Yeah, you're done. You're done. Yeah. One more uh, subtopic about Bloody Marys before we move on. Have you seen, and this pisses me off, the overdone extra garnishes on a Bloody Mary. Like there's like an onion ring and here's yes. a little mini slider. I call bullshit on that. Fuck those. I've had that at, there's a place in Hollywood called Franklin and Company. Oh, I know that place, yeah. They have like an onion ring, a slider, a piece of shrimp, celery, a, like they have, like, it's crazy. Like if you guys Google Franklin and Company Bloody Marys, there's like eight different types of Bloody Marys and one of them is like the crazy one. It was fun. It was fun. We When I went, it was two of us and one of us ordered that and one of us ordered a regular one and we just split it all. Oh, that's it a good fun. move. Yeah, it was fun. We didn't both need one though, you know? Yeah. I call bullshit on those. I, even though I don't drink Bloody Marys, I have a sinking suspicion that they're doing that to cover the fact that maybe they don't make a proper Bloody Mary. So let's just throw a bunch of accoutrements on it and be like, look how fun this is. It's a slider. That's crazy. You can take a picture of it and put it on Instagram. But the Franklin and Company ones are really good. Was it good? Yeah. Well, you don't need all that. No, you don't need any of it. But like, it's it's just like a fun adventure. It's like lunch. Did you still order lunch? Probably like an app to okay. share, you know. I feel like you don't need that much kind of fun with a Bloody Mary. That the Bloody oh. Mary takes care of it on its own. So I see those and I immediately get annoyed. What about um, a crab claw or like a shrimp? No, I'll just get that as my lunch. Oh, see, it's really fun to get that on your plate. What's Mary. fun about it? It's like a surprise waiting for you. Like it comes to you and you're like, ah, and I get this little added treat. It's great. I feel like, oh, great. I just paid extra for this added treat that I don't really need. Yeah, but you're on vacation, so you don't mind paying extra. Vacation doesn't need to be that fun. Oh, you're never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's move on to beer. Let's talk a little beers. Um, Beer was, I mean, I don't know for you, but I mean- Particularly for my age, beer was the thing that you, that's, that your, that was your first drink. That was your first taste of alcohol. Was that for you? Or was it a Bloody Mary? Or was it the Goldschlager? I think it was more like gas station, like, uh, uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade, you know? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But kegs, sure, kegs and stuff like that. But if, if I had my choice, I would pick something else. Okay. 
But what's your favorite beer? What's your favorite type of beer? I love like a light, like a St. Archer kind of vibe. I don't even know what that is. I like like a light, crisp beer. Okay. Lemony, like something like that I can add like lemon juice or ice. Like I like that kind of a beer. I don't like an IPA or anything really heavy. I'm glad you brought up IPA because I'm going to say this quote that I didn't come up with, but I read on the internet that is a hundred percent true. And it's all, it's very, it's a very famous quote. Someone came up with um, IPAs are the white guys, pumpkin spice lattes. I could see that. And I was yes. like a hundred percent, a hundred percent. IPAs suck. I can't stand them when I drank beer. Um, I was talking to someone about it, uh, a guy who's really into beer. And he said, the reason why IPAs were so popular is, you know, a lot of people, guys uh, got into home brewing and IPA is the easiest, most basic brew mm. to do. Cause you don't have to really work that hard for it as opposed to doing like a stout or a wheat beer, which takes like actual skill. You can just get a kit and be like, oh, I made an IPA beer. Look how cool I am. And he's yeah. like, that's probably part of the reason why. But IPAs suck. Uh, I'm a fan of wheat beers. Uh, what, like what? Like a Blue Moon? Is that a wheat yeah, beer? Yeah, that's one. Yeah. Or like a Hefeweizen. Yeah, I like a Hefeweizen. Yeah. I agree with you. Something that you can put a lemon in is good. Yeah, I like that. Like... I don't know if you've ever had a Mexican beer where they put like actual instead of like a Bloody Mary. It's like a little spice around the rim. They do ice, beer and lemon juice at the bottom. No, that sounds great. So good. It's like a michelada without the Bloody Mary mix. Wow. Um, Yeah, it's really, really, really good. I love that kind of refreshing part of the beer that's why i don't like anything heavy agree i i like uh in chicago i would every now and then drink a guinness which is way heavy but like in winter like you go to a bar and get a guinness in chicago Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty great but i agree with you i like that um what's a michelada a michelada a michelada like a beer with bloody mary mix in it you've seen those right no that's a thing yeah yeah Huh. They're really good too. Like some, I like them with ice. Some people mm-hmm. don't put ice, but they'll do like ice, Bloody Mary mix, and then they'll hand you a Corona and you just like pour the beer in and it's really yummy. Interesting. And you don't feel like as a Bloody Mary fan that you're, you're tainting the Bloody Mary? No. Sometimes you're just in the mood for something a little less heavy. Mm-hmm. And a michelada is like you get that nice Bloody Mary taste, but it's like a light beer instead of just like all this mix. It's a mm-hmm. lot less mix and more beer. Huh. So sometimes if you want something a little more refreshing. That's interesting. I wish I was able to drink because I would actually give that a shot. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, I I thought it sounded like a weird idea. And then I had them and kind of perfected like what I like about it. And I think they're delicious. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, let's go to the opposite of that. What's the shittiest beer ever? Let's call it out. What's your shittiest beer? Because there's a lot out there. Oh, what's the shittiest beer you've ever had? Um, What's the shittiest beer I've ever had? I don't know. Oh, because you're, you're too classy. Is that what you're saying? You're too classy. 
I mean, I kind of stick to my faves. What do you think the shittiest beer you've ever had is? Oh, God, I've had so many in college, but it would be like Schaefer. Never had that. Um, Red, white, and blue. Ooh, never had that either. These are like way bottom of the barrel beers that you get dirt cheap. Um, um, Hams. Ooh, boy. H-A-M-M apostrophe S. Hams beer. No, see, the the lowest on the totem pole I ever went was just like a Coors Light or like a Miller High Life. I never went any worse than that. Because you're so cool and elegant. No, I went worse for like vodka and stuff. But like I never, yeah, I never went worse for beer. I never associated Miller High Life as a shitty beer because they call themselves the champagnes of beer. And I... I, uh, and I like their bottle. I thought I think, that was a joke. No, the they're called no. That's their branding is the the champagne of beers. But I thought that was like a cheeky like we're trash. But this is like no. a, Oh, I thought no. it was like them making fun of themselves. No, that's your interpretation. Miller Highlight's been around forever, and they their original slogan was "We're the champagne of beers." Yeah, but they're not known as like a nice beer. It doesn't matter if they're known for that. That's what their branding was. Yeah, it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Seek out Lindsay for different branding, Miller. If people are buying like a 40 of you at a gas station, you're like, you're just <laughs> not a fancy beer, okay. I guess. Uh, it's fancier than hams. Hams was just like, you would get like cases of it for like a, like 10 bucks. Ugh. And it's just you. And even as a, as a college student, you're like, I'm drinking this and I hate it, but I'm I'm drinking it to get drunk. Um, it's those are awful, awful beers. But let's do a versus um, can versus bottle versus draft beer. I'm all about a bottle. I'm all about a bottle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, can is not good in general, but I I would prefer a bottle over a draft. Oh, I don't like, I want my beer in a bottle and then a can and then a draft. You would take a can over a draft? Yeah, it's way crispier to me. I don't like draft beer. Wow. I'm going to say bottle draft can. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm not into it. I always say I want my beer in a bottle and my Diet Coke in a can. Are we sisters? (laughs) Do you feel the same way? Yes. Yeah, that's, I'm very particular about that. Uh, if there's a draft situation, I'm a little disappointed. And I always am like, what do you have in a bottle? Interesting. Yeah, I kind of do that too. I do that too. Um, flipping topics real quick. Canned wine. Thoughts? I'm okay with it. Like, I think it's a nice uh, situation for like a pool beach situation. Okay. I've never had, that's why I'm asking. I've never had oh, a canned wine. There's some really nice canned wines. Yeah. I've heard that. It's not like a thing of like trashy or anything. I've heard that there are nice yeah. canned wines. Mm-hmm. Um, dessert wines. Gross. Horrible. Right? Disgusting. Ugh. Dessert. I don't know anyone who would drink a dessert wine. And it, to me, that's something that people did in like the 60s or something. And I'm like, it's gross. Too sweet. Yeah, too sweet, not necessary. Don't drink it. But are wine people obnoxious? It depends on how they use their power. (laughs) Well said. 
I'm going to go ahead and say they are obnoxious because most wine people use their power in an obnoxious way. I know a lot of people that are really good at wine Mm -hmm. and they're like, no, everything, like Mm -hmm. basically sommeliers. Some of them are really judgy and annoying and horrible. And some of them are, they just, they don't say anything unless you ask. And then when you ask, you're genuinely curious and you'd like to learn more mm-hmm. and it's totally fine. But I do have friends that are very judgy about it. Yeah. I tend to see people, wine people as more obnoxious. Um, not so much in, not even so much in like the movie, The Sideways, where there was just incredibly overblown. Uh, although that is a great movie and a great character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to hear people's thoughts on wine. And I don't yeah, want to. But some of it is really important. And when you mm-hmm. learn about it, you will never drink certain wines again. You will never drink certain brands again. So I understand why they want us to know it because it's yeah. like, it's like eating at McDonald's. Like there's so many brands of wine that's like in our grocery stores that are not cheap mm-hmm. that are like putting disgusting things in their wines. Like we should know about those things. Um, but it's also like, if you're judging me for it, that's annoying. If you want to help me, great. Yes, that's exactly it. Don't judge me for it. Help me for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah because we all need help, um, some more than others. Let's move on to spirits. Do you say spirits or liquor? I never say spirits. I never say spirits. I don't yeah. even know why I said it right there. It's liquor. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go through these. Let's hammer these out. Uh, which liquors, what's the best liquor to shoot? What do you like to shoot? Uh, tequila. Agree. What do you not like to shoot? Vodka would be really gross. I'm saying rum. Oh, see, I'd rather shoot rum than vodka. I, I'd yeah. rather shoot vodka. I hate rum. Uh, I think rum sucks. I don't like rum drinks. I don't like, uh, I don't want any kind of rum, even mm. though I had to have it in that scorpion bowl. Rum, everything with rum is just too sweet. Mm-hmm. I've yet to find a rum drink that I'm like, oh, this doesn't seem too sweet to me. Yeah. So, vodka, basic? No, I think vodka is appropriate. I don't think vodka is basic either. It's one of my least favorite things to drink, but I don't, I know a lot of people are like, oh, vodka and like vodka and cranberry, that's basic, or vodka. I, maybe it's basic because you can literally just throw anything in it. Yeah. I can't think of one thing you can't throw vodka on. Um, yeah, it's like a very versatile, easy <clears throat> thing to buy, you yeah. know? Yeah. Is your, what is your go-to liquor? It depends. Like if I'm going refreshing, I'll do a vodka sitch. If I'm going to sip on something, I'll do whiskey. I'm kind of like that too. Uh, we'll get into that. Whiskey is is was my go to. Scotch was my go to um, mm-hmm. before 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 the headache times. Yes, and um, I enjoyed a good scotch. Um, I would. I here's the thing about scotch. I can't drink it straight neat. You know, I can't drink it neat. Yeah, with no ice, I cannot do that. I need ice. But part of the joy of it is that very beautiful kind of uh, the uh, uh, sphere of ice that you get with uh, a good scotch. Yeah. I think the ice makes it a lot. 
I think yeah, I love, deal. I would drink, like, I like bourbon. So I would drink like bourbon with one ice cube or on the mm-hmm. rocks. And I love that. I love that, like sipping, very um, smooth drink. Uh, we're going to get into bourbon because I, I feel I can't drink bourbon uh, on the rocks, but I like a bourbon drink. Uh, but I can drink scotch on the rocks, but not, mm. uh, and a cocktail. Now, uh, brandy and cognac. Do you know anyone who drinks those? Mm, I have a friend who drinks cognac. Really? And they're still yeah. your friend? Yeah, but I don't even know if I've ever even like, no, I'm sure I've tasted it, but I can't tell you what it even tastes like. Uh, I don't really know it that well either. It's, I know it's usually a, typically an after dinner drink mm-hmm. and aperitif, mm-hmm. uh, but it's uh, anyone to me that's ordering a brandy and cognac after dinner. I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? What's Hennessy? Hennessy, I believe, is a cognac. Okay, I so I do have a friend who drinks yeah. cognac. Um, you might want to reconsider that friend. Just saying. Um, re- oh, was that a maybe? That was a maybe, right? No, oh, she's, okay. the, she's great. She okay. can do whatever she wants. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't want. I don't want to see someone after dinner with a snifter of brandy or cognac mm. and talking to me about it. I just. I don't want it. I don't like that. Um, but let's move on to cocktails. I love cocktails. I wrote a lot about cocktails back in the day. Um, what's your go-to? Not a Bloody Mary. What's your go-to cocktail? Something with like bourbon, lemon, honey, but not too sweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a big um, um, Manhattan fan. Yeah, uh, I like I like, I like Manhattan's Manhattan. or an old-fashioned. Old-fashioned. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Uh, I do like Manhattan's. Old-fashioned is my go-to drink. I love an old-fashioned. Yeah, Those are great. Uh, I think, um, is there any drink, is there any cocktail, is it like a cosmopolitan? Is that too basic? It's just too sweet. I don't like anything sweet and I prefer my cocktails to have some ice in it. You really have an ice thing. I like dirty martinis and I'll drink like a dirty (laughs) martini. But I, I typically want like a, co- a refreshing cocktail with ice. Okay. Screw you and your dirty martini because mm. that's disgusting because it's olive juice. Mm. But, um, but martinis, uh, will you drink them? But you'll drink a martini, but most martinis are, don't have ice. So, but you're okay with that with a yeah, dirty but I martini. Don't, yeah. I don't typically order a martini. Um, mm-hmm. I like something in a different glass with some ice in it. You don't like a martini glass either? Not really. Really? You don't find it pleasing to the eye? It's annoying to me. What do you mean? I'd rather have a t- like a tight little glass with ice in it. You like a tumbler? Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't find it, you, don't f- you have a feeling of grown up, of being grown up when you're drinking a martini? No. Really? I don't, I don't need a glass to tell me who I am. <laughs> I need so many things to tell me who I am, so I will take what I can get. And one of them is a martini glass. I love uh, gin martinis. Um, they are the one thing I will drink uh, when I see my brother. Uh, it's really one of the few times that I'll drink because my brother makes uh, a ridiculously good martini. Mm. And so when I see him over the holidays, I will be like, okay, I'm good with one. 
I'll get some Advil, I'll drink some water, and then I'll have my gin martini. But um, think about gin martinis. I think martinis in general, like you'll drink one and you're like, this is amazing. I love this. I'm going to have one more. And then you have a second one. You're like, that was a bad call. Yeah. You're always so hammered. So hammered. Always. Mm -hmm. And what happens, because I like, you know, with even though you have uh, martini glass issues, which I I don't know why, um, they chill them and that's really nice. But that second martini, when it's no longer chilled and you got to pound through it, is is a rough beat. It's a rough Mm -hmm. beat. And I can't stand it. Um, shots. Let's go on to shots. Should they be disgusting and cheap? No. I say yes. They should be nice and classy. No. I think a cocktail or a liquor or a wine or a beer should be classy. I think a shot should be rot gut. No. I think once you get to a certain age, you don't really do shots anymore. And if you do, they should be nice. I think they shouldn't be nice because you should try to recapture some of your youth and just be like, why am I going to waste money on a shot? I should just do a crappy shot and then have a nice drink and I'll savor that drink. Mm. Why do you want to spend money on a nice shot? I want a nice cold shot, with a nice little chaser of like lime or salt. I don't want anything gross that tastes like college. So you're not here for a warm shot glass filled with Southern comfort. No. Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, Southern comfort's way gross. But yeah. I, in some ways, want a gross shot. I do not want a gross shot in any way at all. You don't think it adds to the fun of like, look at us, we're doing, we're being stupid and having a gross shot as opposed to, oh, let's get a really high-end tequila and do a shot of that as opposed to having a cocktail with that high-end tequila. If I'm in Florida with bare feet wasted out of my mind, fine. I'll have a warm shot of Southern Comfort. But in every other scenario, no, absolutely not. If you're in a bar in L.A. and you're with your friends, maybe I'm there, maybe, and things are getting loose. And someone, maybe that someone is me going, let's do a round. And you're like, yeah, the Kirk last round. And I buy rot gut going, let's just do it for fun. Are you disappointed? Or are yeah, you in the I'm moment? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it and be in the moment, but I would much prefer a nicer scenario. Well, we can't have everything, can we? No, but we have choices over that. We're buying it. Yeah, I know. You're buying it and you're making it, you're making a conscious choice to relive something from the past. And it, yeah. No. Okay. Your face just shut everything down. No. Okay. All right. I tried. I'm never going to do a gross shot with you. Ugh. That's not a thing. All right. Before we get into a little how's it taste, let's wrap up with snacks. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give me one snack with a beer, one snack with a wine, and one snack with a cocktail? I struggled with this. Oh, okay. Uh, I think pretzels and beer are nice. I didn't think you were going to say pretzels, and I don't know why. Yeah, I think pretzels and beer, nice scenario. 
I think wine and cheese and crackers is a nice scenario. Mm-hmm. And I think that cocktails and what do you eat with cocktails? That's the one I struggled with. Do you have a snack with a cocktail? I mean, at a bar, there's little bar snacks that aren't necessarily for just beer. Like I've had bar snacks with cocktails. So I guess like a little mix, like a little like Chex Mixy kind of thing. Okay. I say with beer, I went with uh, I went with chips and salsa. Okay. Um, wine, I did cheese and crackers. I could not think of anything else that goes well. I think that's the perfect pairing. Mm-hmm. And a cocktail. Huh. I really struggled with this one and I couldn't come up with one. I don't think Czech mix goes with a cocktail for a while. I was like, well, what about like a pickled veggie situation? You but know, it all depends on what you're drinking. So I didn't think that really went either. Fruit would be nice. Like on a hot day, if you're having a cocktail, so I was like a, some fruit bowls, that'd be nice. Oh, all right. All right. I think I could get behind that. Mm-hmm. Subtopic. Nuts. Worth it? Sure, at a bar. Why not? I'd say no. I don't want... I, I eat nuts as a snack, but I don't want nuts with my with my alcohol. I'm okay seems, with maybe like a beer situation. Well, you know, they make like, uh, at least way back in the day, they have actual beer nuts, mm-hmm. which are almost like extra salty and slightly sweet. Yeah. And they just make you drink more. Yeah. I mean, that's really all what snacks are for especially in bars is get you, get you all thirsty so you can drink more alcohol. Right. So that's kind of the whole point, but yeah, I really struggled with, with, with the cocktail situation. I couldn't find one. And then I also realized, I don't think I ate snacks when I had cocktails. I don't think I'm a big snacker with cocktails either. I don't think so either though. I just thought of one because I had it over Christmas. Uh, (laughs) Artisanal fried pork rinds. Ah, uh, interesting. <laughs> you said "uh" as disgusting, and then you said "interesting," so I don't know where your head is at. I don't really need that in my life. You don't need a pork rind in your life. Have no. you ever had a pork rind? Yeah. Okay, you probably had like a bag with the pork rinds that are real. Yeah, gross. yeah. This was like a a place that specialized in like pork products. And mm. so one of their one of their snacks uh, was uh, homemade fried pork rinds, pork cracklins. I'm into bacon, and that's about it in the pork department. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, fair enough. So what I'm learning is, if we ever go out, no crappy rot gut shot, Ugh. no pork rinds. I. I'm going to say that it's probably a Bloody Mary situation. Sure. Why not? I drink a Bloody Mary with you. Great. That'd be fun. Can you, do you make your own, you make your own Bloody Marys, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you make them and go judge all other ones by them? Are you like, I can make a sick, sick Bloody Mary? No, I'm just, I like certain things in my Bloody Mary. So like if they have those things, I'm happy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Again, you and Bloody Marys. I don't know why, but I find it fascinating. All right. Now it's time for How's It Taste? How's It Taste? This is the part of the show where we normally taste a food based on today's theme. But since the theme is booze and it's a Wednesday at 1130 in the morning, there will be no tasting happening. 
So instead, I am going to read from the 1971 Playboy Host and Bar book. Ooh. This is a book that I'm holding up for Lindsay right now that I've literally had in my family since 1971. This wow. is my mom and dad's book that they got in 1971. Cool. And it's way 1971. I mean, it is ridiculous. This whole book is ridiculous. So I decided to read some of the most ridiculous parts of it um, because 1971 was a weird time. Uh, you guys won't get to see it, but I'm going to show Lindsay that this is the picture in the Playboy book. If you can see that. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's how they ran in 1971. That's how they were partying. And uh, it's way, way cheesy. And I love it. Uh, I peruse this book every now and then for a good laugh. So here are some quotes from the 1971 Playboy Host and Bar book. And I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. This one made me laugh. Did you know that there are refrigerators now that make ice cubes automatically and store them night and day? Wow. I can't imagine that that was a novel thing in 1971. Yeah, I guess so. That's I crazy. Had no idea. Yeah. Um, crystal is glassware that contains lead. And that lead gives it not only a musical tone, but a magnificent sheen. Wow. <laughs> and cancer. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. They're Playboy host and Barbo totally fine with lead in their crystal. That's so funny. Yeah. They think it's great. Um, a typical liquor supply at home might reasonably consist of the following. So here's what the Playboy Host and Bar book is saying you need to have in your home bar. Two bourbons, three blended whiskeys, three scotch whiskeys, one Canadian whiskey, three gin, two rum, three vodka, one dry vermouth, one sweet vermouth, one brandy, three assorted liqueurs, fruit, coffee, cream de menthe. The total cost for that in 1971, $100. Wow. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, that's a lot of booze. That's a lot of booze, and that's 100 bucks. And I'm guessing because it's the Playboy book, they're like, it's an investment, that $100, but way worth it. Wow. Yeah. That and sweet vermouth, I don't know anything about sweet vermouth. Me neither. Yeah. I would never, ever drink sweet vermouth. Moving on, this gets way, way cheesy, and I love it. So- Vital is your understanding that every prearranged drinking session calls for two kinds of alchemy. The first is mixing potables. The second, mixing people. Aww. Isn't that sweet? Yes. I don't know who did the copy on this book. Yeah. But they were definitely, definitely snorting cocaine. That's hilarious. Uh, it gets even better. Okay. They want to talk about wine. So here's Playboy's take on wine. Wine is the coaxer, the instigator, the thrust and parry. It is mm. the magic that makes the plump oyster tangier, the hot onion soup friendlier, the duck richer, the meal more succulent, 
and the melon more exotic. Wow. What does that mean? That is very romantic in the way they are describing the wine. Yeah, right? It's the coaxer. It's the instigator. It's the thrust it's really of the parry. Hilarious. You're really getting a different take on wine. So as I read this, sometimes I go, wow, being an adult in the 70s must have been fun. Yeah. Just I'd like to know who wrote it and like look them up. Thomas Mario. I think we should look him up and talk about him in the next episode, see what we find. I 100% agree. This is a Playboy press book. So it was actually written, I mean, it was for Playboy publications. I guess Mm -hmm. Playboy also had a lot of books, quote unquote. Um, Okay, two more. Lindsay, when you throw your next party, once you're able to throw a party, this is how you should be greeting your guests. Mm. When the revelers arrive... Remind yourself that no matter how busy the world, everyone appreciated a congenial word at the door. Shake the hands of the men and the women, a charming European custom that American men should adopt. Mm. Yeah. So okay. you, yeah. Which again, I'm like, were men not shaking the hands of women in 1971? I guess not. I guess they were giving a little kiss or a little hug. A little hug, a little, yeah. But just the fact that someone's like, hey, I'm going to start this European thing. And I'm going to start shaking hands with women. What a concept. (laughs) What a concept. Wasn't it like, didn't Mike Pence say he wasn't allowed to eat like dinner with a woman (laughs) or something? Yes. So some people are still living in that same like error in the brain. Barf. Yeah. So people are still living in 1971 that they're like, oh, maybe I should shake a woman's hand. That's fun. Yeah. Like, it's okay to look us in the eyes, guys. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. yeah. We're okay with that. You can do that. Okay. The final thing. Um, this doesn't apply to us, but this would apply to, I'm going to say, eighth grade Lindsay. Mm-hmm. This is on curing a hangover. Mm. Okay. It's a clam juice cocktail. Oh, I know. Yeah. 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 This is what you're going to do. You're going to combine four ounces of clam juice, a half ounce of ketchup, a quarter ounce of lemon juice, one dash of Worcestershire sauce, salt and pepper, and celery salt. But that's a Bloody Mary before a Bloody Mary. That's (laughs) what that is. Yeah, that's Clamato or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I mean... That's probably why people drank Bloody Marys is to cure their hangover from the night before, right? Well, no, that's a Bloody Mary is just a hair of the dog, meaning right. that that's you're what just I mean. you're, yeah. But this it's one doesn't have any booze in it. Booze in it, got it. Yeah, got it, got it's got, it. got just clam juice, ketchup, lemon juice, Worcestershire sauce, salt, pepper, celery salt, and uh, Thomas Mario called it a bracing elixir. Ooh, yeah. okay. He, he has a way with words. Yeah, I like that Thomas Mario. I like that Thomas Mario. Yeah, I'll do some digging on Thomas Mario and uh, see what we can come up with. But yeah, that's from the uh, 1971 Playboy Host and Bar book, A Little Slice of Life in 1971. Remember, people, shake women's hands. Yeah, touch us. It's fine. <laughs> touch us appropriately. Touch us appropriately, and it's okay. All right, now it's time for what you eat. What you eating? 
We're going to close out the show as we do every show with a food recommendation, or in today's case, a booze recommendation. Anything that you're currently obsessing over or you can recommend based on today's theme. Lindsay, would you like to go first or second? Sure. Um, Someone bought me a little Bloody Mary kit for... Christmas last year uh-huh. and they, they put it together on their own. But one of the things that was in it were tamales. Do you know what those are? Is it a play on tamales? It's a play on tomatoes and olives. Oh, so they're like it. little green tomatoes with a bit of brine that you can use as a garnish for your Bloody Marys. And they are delicious. Oh, it's not an olive. It's like a hybrid. Uh, is it? Does it taste like olive? It tastes more to me like a very sour tomato, like a baby cherry tomato. Oh, I like that. Yeah, they're called some olives. You can get them at Gelson's. Um, I've seen them at Ralph's before, but you could also order them on Amazon. They're expensive on Amazon, so mm-hmm. if you can get them at the grocery store. Um, you'll have like a, it'll be a little cheaper, but they're really fun. And they're like a fun little garnish and a little conversation starter. Cause people are like, what are these? Yeah. Tamales, 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 but tamales. they're not olives. They're tomatoes in brine. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Look it up. Cause to me, I'm so close to being on board with this. If it doesn't taste like an olive. If it's it's a too- unique. It's a unique pickled tomato grown from an ex- exclusive seed. It's hand picked, cured, and finished in small batches. So it's not actually an olive. It's a tomato, but it's like briny. Okay, and tom- and tomato is like their branding term, which is great. Yes, it's this, a pickled green tomato. I am here for this. Oh. Mm-hmm. At one point in our lives, I would love for you to make a Bloody Mary for me with that. Yes. They're really good. Uh, really good. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. Wow. Yeah. You know your stuff. I try. You, you try good. Mm. Uh, all right. For me, I'm going to say uh, it's a general thing, but uh, using bitters in cocktails. I think people need to take time to use bitters. Uh, if you're asking what bitters is, I'm going to tell you right now, this is from, uh, a, uh, cocktail guy, cocktail writer, no joke. His name is Mark Bitterman. Um, he's the author of the 2015 book, Bitterman's Field Guide to Bitters and Amari. And this is what he says about bitters. This is what Bitterman says about bitters. Bitters are to cocktails as salt is to food. They improve and align flavors just like salt does. They help to accentuate flavor and they bring their own flavors. And he said it better than I ever could because I was always like, what the fuck are bitters? I don't give a shit about bitters. But if you put them in a cocktail, it makes a huge difference. Hmm. And it's almost indescribable. It is. It, it, it takes something that's really good and makes it something great. So I would suggest people getting bitters for their home bars for their $100. Do you have some behind you? I think I have like... Um Let's look at this. What you got going? This was in the Bloody Mary kit. Celery bitters. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have different type of bitters. Like there's a rhubarb bitters and stuff. Mm. Yeah, it it adds to the flavor and enhances the flavor, but it doesn't like fuck shit up. Yeah. Oh, wait, you, you smell it? 
I never used these in my Bloody Mary before, but I'm going to try it and see Give how it, a it shot. is. Yeah. Give it a shot. If you do it recently, report back to us because I'm interested in what you have to say. Very cool. But yeah, you can put bitters in almost any cocktail. Um, and it, yeah, it really enhances it. So that's, that's my recommendation. I love that recommendation. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of eye opening. It really is. And that's our show. You can find Food Fight anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you like our show, please subscribe, please share, please tell your friends, and please leave us a review. Whether you use Apple Podcasts to listen to us or you don't, but you do have an Apple ID and it's convenient for you to do so, please go give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you like even more food content, go ahead and follow our Yummy page on Facebook as well as Yummy on Instagram. And if you have a question, comment, or just want to tell us how wrong we are, send us an email at foodfightthepodcast at gmail.com and we'll read it on the air. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.